Welcome to Curl Talk. Major Curl here. This episode of the Curl Talk podcast was recorded at Rec Philly, also known as Philadelphia's incubator for creative entrepreneurs. Through their platform, they provide creatives the tools and resources to create easier. If you're interested in signing up for a membership with Rec Philly, get 15% off your membership by using discount code CURL, C-U-R-L. Welcome to Curl Talk. Major Curl here. Today we have two guests. We are featuring, please welcome, Ellie and Beck of Teeth Collective. Yo. Everyone has arrived. (laughs) Welcome. How was your day so far? Pretty good. I woke as a barista uh, for seven hours and then I came here. You made it. Welcome. Sweet. So this is a special interview today because Beck and Ellie have completed the cover art and um, campaign for this season. Special thank you to them. And I'm just going to start right up into these questions and get to know these wonderful folks. So I'm just going to jump right in. When did you both discover your love for your specific craft study medium art form? Oh, I definitely remember that. Um, I mean, I had always done art, um, like all kinds of different stuff. I would even like make sculptures out of tape. Um, But my sophomore year of college, I took a ceramics class. And before then, I was a chem major. But after that, I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, And now I do all kinds of ceramic sculpture and use other mediums too. Um, whatever your your true love we're talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what about you Beck? um I like was always like pretty artistic as a kid like painting drawing doodling constantly in class but I actually never took an art class um maybe once in middle school but um I took guitar lessons for a while kind of got into music but it wasn't until my I want to say freshman or sophomore year of college that my friend Bill, who's actually named Bill Murray, but it's not the Bill Murray you're thinking of, um, (laughs) told me, like, I would paint with him, and he was like, you should keep pursuing this. Like, you can do it. And so then that's when I got really into, like, watercolors and micron pen ink. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel like you acquired more skill in your art form? Practice. Yeah, practice, classes, internships, like, any place that I could get a studio where I could practice ceramics, then I would take the opportunity. I did a lot of unpaid ones for just, like, studio help, just so I could get access to a kiln. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I think I gotta say practice also, just, like, constantly. Also, we love a good manic episode where oh, you can just, yeah. like, pump out tons mm. of paintings and shit. <laughs> like, the mental uh, illness definitely really helps with the artistic progress, yeah. Just the manic episode. We love a manic episode. <laughs> would you consider yourself a self-taught artist? Um, I would. But at the same time, like, it's hard because, like, I had so much guidance. Like, my friend Emily was actually the first person who, like, presented the concept of doing watercolors and then outlining the existing shapes with the micron pen. Like, I picked that up from her. And then Billy, like, taught me that, like, I'm worth spending money on art supplies, like, 
because I grew up like with not a lot of money, so it's like always felt frivolous to like spend money on supplies. But um, internalizing that, like I'm worth it uh, as an artist to like occupy space and put money into my craft, like so, like self-taught, but also like heavily influenced by like everything I interact with on like a daily basis. Mm. Mm. That was a deep answer. Yeah, yeah. shit. I'm a, I'm a one diet coke <laughs> deep, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel similarly, Ellie? Um, I feel like I could say I was a self-taught artist up until the time I was like 12, but I feel like after that I've had so many influences, so many teachers. I mean, just looking at art at museums is a way of learning from it, and I don't know. I think my work calls upon a lot of like historical aspects of like Japanese um, like folk art and that's one of my biggest influences so mm. I, I think it's definitely not just me mm-hmm. definitely do you feel like some people are born with talent or do you feel like it can be obtained later like through practice or intention everything can be learned I mean I think some people have a predisposition, but, like, if anyone practiced as much as, like, either of us practiced, like, you would have a skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, that can be, like, a loaded question in the context of, like, who has access to what resources from what mm-hmm. age. Um, that being said, I feel like there are certain crafts, though, like, acting, I feel like you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are bad actors who take acting classes, and, like, I know bad actors who have, like, majored in theater. <laughs> like, maybe I'm just a dick and, like, don't get their art. But, like, I mean, like, I feel like um, there is such thing as... I mean, that's so subjective, but I do believe there is such thing... Maybe I'm biased because I, like, never took art classes. Um, but, like, I think you can be born with, like, a perspective that has like intrinsic value in Mm. its own way and I think that perspective could translate to like an X factor or like yeah I feel like a lot of the time people won't even try like fine arts because they'll just be like well I'm not good at art I can't do art and then that's just not true I mean anyone has the capability that is true I definitely think the gatekeeping in the art community is problematic because, like I said earlier, that gets into, like, access resources. Also, Mm -hmm. like, the self-confidence it takes to internalize that, like, you're worth occupying space Mm -hmm. as a human being but also as an artist is, like, I agree with Ellie in the context of, like, feeling like you're worth it. Like, you know, the when you label yourself, I'm not good at that, you deprive yourself of the opportunity. Because, like, practice is, like, we did just answer the earlier question, like, with practice. Like, and, like... I think anyone who practices a lot absolutely can, like, be incredible um, at the craft, but there's an emotional uh, internalization of that you're worthy of practicing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I definitely resonate with um, what you said about having, like, X perspective and, like, translating that into something that can be art or, like, is a malleable thing or an art form. Because I feel like the people that are inspired to be artists like just come from wanting to express some type of perspective and I feel like that's 
extremely valid. Absolutely. Um, do you feel like there was like a point of no return when you realized that like this was what you had to do and that it would be the only thing that really satisfied your creativity? Mm. The answer can be no. Kind of. Um, but it's got like a little backstory. So uh, go for when it. I was leaving my like sheltered Jewish private middle school. I was applying to either Kappa or Central, and I got into both. And eventually, I decided that I wanted to do like more sciencey stuff with my life, and um chose to go to Central and, like, go to some college or whatever. I didn't end up doing that. But, um, so I got there, and, like, two years in, I was, like, so deprived of having art in my life. Um, and I ended up leaving high school early and going to this early college program, um, and being able to, like, have the freedom there to do my art. Um, but, like, I feel like there was that little twist-off moment where I could have gone either way if I had gone to Kappa instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that I think I might have been more fulfilled at a young age and had, like, more opportunities within myself because I would have been in a better headspace. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a crossroads moment, for sure. I definitely... I had a similar experience because I was like trying to decide where to go to high school. I ended up going to Kappa and being there for those four years. <laughs> and for me, the experience was like, well, I went to a Kappa, not in Philadelphia, but in Pittsburgh. Um, but that experience was, I think like, I'm of course I'm glad that I made the choice to commit myself to my art and it did help me recommit myself in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it, can sort of like suck the life out of like in the love that you have for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, mostly because the high school system was is like falling apart, but like, I mean, I'm st- obviously I'm still doing it today, and that's why I'm here. But I totally resonate with that like crossroads moment for sure. Hmm. Um, I yeah. feel like for me, there's been so many things that like, like this question for me like made me think of like moments where I've internalized something that I couldn't undo, like. Mm-hmm. For me, that was, like, realizing that I'm gay, realizing that I'm trans, realizing that I'm an alcoholic. Um, Realizing that I'm an artist, I feel like I remember specifically being in the shower with my freshman year of college, obviously where the most thinking happens. True. And just being, like, (laughs) like going in originally, I have a BA in psychology and gender studies, um, but I originally went in for, like, screenwriting. Like, I wanted to be a screenwriter. Um... But in this, like, light bulb shower moment, like, after having a late night talk with a friend, I was, like, and both of my parents are fucking therapists, and, like, so, like, I was, like, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, and then, like, I was, like, I just, like, have to get into, like, social work, and, like, that feels like an un- something I can't unknow is that, like, whatever I do has to uh, prioritize, like, empathy and feeling empathy for other people, um... And, like, utilizing vulnerability, safety, and empathy to, like, for collective liberation in communities. Um, so wh- that's kind of my, I can't turn back from that. And whether that outlet comes from, like, being a drug and alcohol counselor for trans kids or 
hospice or whatever I end up doing, grief counseling, or, I mean, I would love to be an artist. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm just going to close the window. Yeah, that's valid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, I feel like for me, um, my uh, unknowing is that I want to utilize empathy and creativity and connecting with others. And that can look like through any medium. I mean, I would love to do art and music full time. Um, but I feel like, you know, there's a lot. Like, I, if I went into, my family does not have a lot of money. Uh, if I, like, went into college and majored in art, my parents would, like, support me. But they would also be, like, kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you have got to pay bills. Because they want more for me than they had. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. Interesting question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm an Aries if I talk a lot. No, I mean, that's what this is for. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like your perception of your own identity plays a role in the expression of your craft, study, and medium slash art? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just finished up my um, written thesis, but my thesis exhibition... Um, talked a lot about identity and it um, it was called Grace and the Fractures something or other like an exploration of vulnerability as a coping mechanism for fear and I got people to talk about their identities and like what aspects of them caused fear and what aspects of them like they were able to like lift up um, mm-hmm. and I got some really interesting responses and I think it made the work so much more powerful to have like all these different expressions of how people just like go about their daily life and like what what impacts that what um, limits that uh, and then I, I wrote like a whole long thing about it my written thesis and explored every facet of it and talked about my identity a lot and what it means to be a triple cancer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot there. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I don't know, just being a non-binary person who has trauma and mental illness and, like, um, substance abuse issues. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely same. Um, My, like, queer, trans, uh, mentally ill... Aries, Gemini, Gemini. (laughs) Um, No, but honestly, like, all these facets, like, intersect, and of course they influence point of view and the art you produce. Mm. Mm. How do you combat the financial difficulties of being an independent artist? (laughs) Fuck. I'm very privileged. Um my family is pretty well off and they support my art a lot um partly because they've seen me try other things and noticed that this is the only thing that makes me happy um and I I know I'm really lucky to have this family that cares so much about my happiness and well-being um and is able to support that um so uh, I don't really I don't really have much issues financially with getting supplies for my art. And I think that's probably one of the reasons I do ceramic sculpture, because that's a crazy medium. Seriously, It's yeah. so <laughs> expensive, and I'm so blessed to be able to do it. Um, mm. 
but I recognize that a lot of people are not able to do it for those reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, it is really interesting, though, because, like, Ellie and I, like, have a really beautiful friendship, and I've def- we've definitely seen each other in different chapters of our lives, <laughs> and I can, like, definitely attest to the fact that, like, they are the most happy when they're creating. Like, I watched them create their thesis, and one part involved... Um, melting wax bricks oh down. Oh my god, it was such a mess. And they it sounds really fun. They, it was it was <laughs> cool as hell to watch, but like they really just fucking create with their hands and the focus and like the and then I saw the exposition which was just like gorgeous and like the gratitude and like they had and um for the opportunity to like I don't know, like I definitely think that, like, ceramics and art is, like, the best medicine Ellie has ever gotten in their yeah. life. Uh-huh. I need that, like, physical, visceral sensation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like when you find that thing, it's, like, really hard to separate yourself from that feeling that you get, like... That you feel, well, that's fucking drug. Like, that's yeah, just, like, like When you find the feeling... Like, I know. It's, well, I think art has addictive... <laughs> addictive characteristics too that's, in a way because we all sort of get addicted to our process in a certain way true but drugs and alcohol cause so much more fucking damage yeah. oh, to oh, your family like, addiction <laughs> comes along with all the damage yeah. you can't have like addiction and a positive reaction that being said I've definitely been like involved in a project this might just be my poor time management but like prioritize like an art project I was really into over like a commitment that I had and like in that way, it's, like, affected my outside life, but I will say... But it doesn't, like, burn it down around It does you. not burn my life down on fire the same way that drugs and alcohol have. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, to answer that uh, earlier question, <laughs> fucking, I, I live paycheck to paycheck. I struggle with being able... Luckily, I've gotten given a lot of art supplies, too. Um, but, um... It's such a good, it's so good for me to have Ellie because I will, like, really price my shit so low and Ellie will help me because they have the art education and an understanding of the art world that I don't have. Mm-hmm. They help me, like, kind of, like, try to, like... Well, that's such price a strong... what they should be That's priced. a strong partnership. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. Of course. Have there been points in time when money was the only thing stopping you from doing your art? Fuck yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we keep each other balanced. Yeah, it's good. We do. Like, we need I each mean, other. I mean, like, yeah. maybe when I was living on my own, but I'm, like, post-rehab living with my parents. And Same. <laughs> it's, it's a chill life right now. Mm. We smoke so much tobacco, though. <laughs> it's cool. We're fucking chillies. <laughs> Honestly, props to you. I don't think I could. I just couldn't. <laughs> Smoke that many cigarettes? No, or live, live with, with my parents. parents. <laughs> well, it's not like I'm like living with my parents. It's not I'm a walk like, in the park. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tackle living with my parents. No, yeah, absolutely. But, um, I, you <laughs> know what? I got evicted for throwing hair out my front window. <laughs> <laughs> like, it landed on the restaurant below, and they thought I was hexing them. They like literally <laughs> thought I was a witch. <laughs> That's and I got evicted. That's a really insane way to get evicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there moments when you feel like the integrity of your art was sacrificed by people, events, or your own life struggles? If so, how did you maintain your purpose and drive? That's a rough one. Life integrity. 
Parody band. Um, I play in a band, uh, Slug Queen. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Slugqueen.bandcamp.com and another project, Make Believe Boys, on the Slug Queen Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> plug, 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 plug. But, um, when have I felt like... Um, I used to play in this band, Moth Puppy, in Baltimore, and we got signed to, for one record, Sad Cactus Labels, and did a little East Coast tour. And um, it was an incredible experience, great time to be an active alcoholic. Um, but I definitely, <laughs> in the like DIY music scene, I've played shows with like shitty people... And been like, what am I doing here? Like, what? Like, you know, so like, I'm trying to be a lot more deliberate, even if it means like less exposure, less hustle in the game or whatever. I'm trying to be way more deliberate about like what spaces I occupy and like what is my intention and like how much control I have over the um, presentation of a medium. Totally. How about you, Ellie? What was the question again? Sacrifice integrity for you. Yeah, do you feel like there are moments when... Well, I think I'm... You mean, like, if mental illness was, like, impacting your life and you, like, That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, I mean, are there moments when, like, something got in the way of you creating your art to, like, the highest point that you could? You know, like, if, if something, whether it's, like, an event or, like other people or you know like how did that impact your ability to do to fulfill what you were looking to do and how did you combat that with like digging deeper and finding like your purpose and drive I think there's like a really careful balance um of this like idea that um you can't make good art when your like mental illness is under control. Yes. And um, it's a misconception. Yeah, it's definitely a misconception, but it's also it's harder to make art when you're right. like in. It's a legitimate thing. It's yeah. a real struggle. When I'm like healthy and doing great, my art often suffers, and I have to like push harder to bring it back to the level that it was at. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, our fucking collective. Yeah, like, our collective. We started this collective last year. In both an active addiction. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how we got anything done, but we did. I yeah. feel like sometimes uh, when you're struggling and you're like in that point, there's a part of you that like digs deeper than you can at any other point. You know what I mean? Because you really have to like root yourself down and like get it done. And it's you have even more things to tackle, so you push like that much harder. I don't if I work like that I feel like I I think I did I mean yeah. like I built our website we we died I was detoxing like right. this is rough but it like I got it all done like in like what two nights three nights yeah yeah I actually I I would track that like when we were in like active addiction and like struggling we couldn't even fucking get to like jobs or anything on time like we somehow managed to release volume one of our zine. And I think I agree with you, what you were saying. Like, well, we released we, volume one. Volume one, yeah. I, I had just come out of rehab, but... Oh, yeah, I was still going nuts, going hard, <laughs> smacked. Um, but I mean, like, straight out of rehab is not, like, me most stable. It's not thriving. So. Um, but, like, we did dig deep, and, like, even when we were both in it, like, and other commitments fell through the cracks, like, I felt like our collective was a constant that I like if there was lacking any consistency in my life Ellie and I meeting at least once a week Mm -hmm. once every two weeks when things were bad like 
that was a, a, a constant that I could, like, push through. Yeah, and I feel like we always made it a priority to the extent that we could. Yeah, like, I agree. Um, but it, it definitely took that extra layer of work. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I definitely resonate with um, the experience of, like, hard or traumatic things, like producing some of my best work. So I definitely... I understand that. that. I'm just so fucking nervous about, like, I yes, like, when I was, like, in a manic episode, actively drinking, getting high every day, I made some of the best paintings I ever made. Like, definitely my senior year of college, almost manically, like, pumping out art constantly. Yeah, my senior thesis, too. Yeah, that being said, I don't want anyone to feel like they need to prioritize their art over, like, getting healthy. And I think that, like, the rhetoric of, like, producing the best art being held in uh, contrast to, like, taking care of yourself and being healthy is, like, a binary that a lot of artists fall into. They're like, Mm -hmm. I need to suffer for my art. I need to, like, neglect these parts of me to, like, produce. So true. And that rhetoric is so fucking toxic. that's why I said there's, like, there has to be that balance. Absolutely. Because, like, yes, we all know that sometimes the best work is created during those horrible periods, but, right. like, it's still possible to make great art otherwise. Oh, and absolutely. And you just have to be able to tap into your emotions more and be more vulnerable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just, like, put all of yourself on the table and be like, that's it. Like, I feel like you just need to go all in when you're... For sure. Like, sober and healthy. hmm Yeah. I feel like that's so well said, because it's, like not the binary isn't like you're healthy or you're unhealthy and you're producing good or bad art it's are you being honest and vulnerable or are you mm-hmm. withholding mm-hmm. yeah yeah now we talked about some of the the hard stuff but we can talk about some of the happy things now yeah. um <laughs> what are some achievements that you're most proud of this year oh becoming self-sufficient our zine and website are now self-sufficient. Pays for its damn self. Notyourmotherteeth.com. Yes, and notyourmotherteeth.com <laughs> slash exclusives to check out our fucking... We offer slash digital... Exclusives. Yeah, we offer digital free zines. digital zines in full color, and then we also have full color zines to buy. Yeah. Which are beautiful. Gorgeous. Buy those zines. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I know, like, plugging stuff can, like, feel awkward and weird, but, like, I will plug out fucking zines all day. When you're like, passionate about so it. so many cool artists in it. So like, many. We feature queer artists of, like, various mediums. We have comics. We have written work. We have poetry. We have rap. We have, like, collages. collages. And, like, we have, like, lyrics to songs people have written. Like, and it's just, like, queer artists coming together, like, showcasing their art like we help people internalize that they're worth occupying space and like with their art and themselves like mm-hmm. and it looks sick as hell and you should fucking buy it because we don't even <laughs> really make like profits no at this we point. don't make profits. we don't make profits we do it all we just crossed just, like, yeah self-sufficient is the first step yeah indeed um what are your hopes to progress with your craft and future endeavors within the next two years? And do you have any definite goals or lofty goals you want to launch into the universe? Well, we wanted to grow our collective and we just accepted two new members. That's true. We are growing our collective. Yeah. Um, someone on there, what were some of the ideas they were talking about? Josh was like, 
I got a microphone. Oh, yeah. And we were like, lit, 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 lit. <laughs> like, whatever that means. We but just like, had our welcome meeting Friday night um, for these two new members of our collective. Very um, exciting. We're really excited about. So. Yeah. Um, concrete Goals, we're working on volume three of our zine right now. Mm. Comma with through. Yes. And mm-hmm. It's about grief. It's mm-hmm. a collection of love and loss. It's going to be really intimate, really um, emotional. Yeah, great. Well, definitely anyone who's queer can submit any medium, preferably scans, high quality images, but whatever you can access, like submit to not your mother's teeth <laughs> uh, uh, at com. Like, because we just fucking, like, that's our goal is like to. Yeah, keep I mean, the we zines, just want to you know? keep doing the zines, keep building the collective, eventually get group shows. Um, I personally am applying for ceramics residencies right now because I'm graduating May 18th. Yes. Um, Congratulations. And hopefully once I get some, like, more, like, provenance for my work, then I can start helping out with getting us more shows, um, which would be awesome. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, Okay, and to conclude our episode, I always like to ask one fun question. Um, I know, Beck, you have experience with this, but if you had to come up with a drag name <laughs> in under 10 seconds, oh what would it be? God. Ellie, do you want to go first? Oh, I have no idea. Spitball. Oh, you my God. Make my <laughs> All right, I'll make I'm an Aries. They're a triple cancer. Like, we know, you know. We know how it is. Uh, my drag character um, that I've done before is Sammy Soft. He's like every horrible white DIY boy you've met. He wants to talk about his band his photography, uh, he, <laughs> like, you know, you're se- if you're a girl band, your set was good, but, like, the reverb needs to be up. And uh, if Ellie had a drag name, I think it would definitely need to be, like, uh, like, Camel Crush. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. Camel Crush. My guilty yeah. pleasure. Uh, Camel Crush. I'm into it. Incredible. All righty. So I'm just going to give you the space to plug anything else you want to plug. <laughs> I mean, we already, we already went ham with the plugs, but, uh, you know. Instagram. Not your mother's teeth. We're follow not your us. mother's teeth on everything. Yeah, fucking follow us. Follow them. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to plug your personal, anyone follow wants me to? at Slug Queen. That people think I'm saying Slut Queen, and like that's <laughs> also a cool name, but Slug, like the slimy thing. Mm. Queen, all one word. Oh, and I do hand poke tattoos. Ellie does sick fucking tattoos. Um, <laughs> and it's. E-L-I-A-E dot tats. And it's really Ooh, cool baby. stuff. Ooh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can follow me at underscore major underscore curl, and you can continue to follow this project at Curl Talk Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. To hear more, you can find Curl Talk on Anchor FM, SoundCloud, and iTunes Podcasts. This episode of Curl Talk Podcast was recorded at Rec Philly, also known as Philadelphia's Incubator for Creative Entrepreneurs. Through their platform, they provide creatives the tools and resources to create easier. If you're interested in signing up for a membership with Rec Philly, get 15% off your membership by using discount code CURL, C-U-R-L. Curl Talk is a safe space that doesn't support transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, ableist, racist, prejudiced, or otherwise hateful comments. Hey, babe.